Episode 46, 22nd Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year A. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of scripture, prayer and reflection. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I cry to you all the day long. O Lord, you are good and forgiving, full of mercy to all who call to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, as we come together for this 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A, let us prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries by acknowledging our sins. Lord Jesus, you raise us to new life. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgive us our sins. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you feed us with your body and blood. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. God of might, giver of every good gift, put into our hearts the love of your name, so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nurture in us what is good, and by your watchful care keep safe what you have nurtured. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 20, verses 7 to 9. O Lord, you have enticed me, and I was enticed. You have overpowered me, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughing-stock all day long, everyone mocks me. For whenever I speak I must cry out, I must shout violence and destruction. For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach, and derision all day long. 
If I say I will not mention him, or speak any more in his name, then within me there is something like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. The Word of the Lord My soul thirsts for you, O Lord my God. O God, you are my God, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, Beholding your power and glory, Because your steadfast love is better than life, My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live, I will lift up my hands and call on your name. My soul is satisfied as with a rich feast, and my mouth praises you with joyful limbs. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I sing for joy. My soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me. My soul thirsts for you, O Lord my God. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia. May the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ enlighten the eyes of our heart, that we might know the hope to which we are called. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 16, verses 21 to 27. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are thinking not as God does, but as humans do. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone wants to become my follower, let him deny himself, and take up his cross and follow me. 
For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit anyone to gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will anyone give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each according to their work. The Gospel of the Lord Do not model yourselves on the behaviour of the world around you, it says in the Romans reading today. And then in Matthew's Gospel, Get behind me. The way you think is human way, not God's way. St. Peter has just declared that our Lord is the Messiah, the Chosen One, the Son of God. Jesus has rewarded this God-inspired declaration with the statement that Peter is the rock on which he will build his church. Our Lord's church is founded on the rock-solid profession of faith first uttered by St. Peter, that Jesus is the Lord, the Messiah, the Son of God. But now, astoundingly, only moments later, our Lord is rebuking Peter, calling him not a rock, but a stumbling block. Peter has gone from rock to stumbling block in seconds. It just reminds us how easy it is for any of us to go one minute from being a person who is supporting the vision of Jesus to being unwittingly a stumbling block or an obstacle to the project the next. It's a very sobering thought. Our Lord's instinctive reaction, even to one of his dearest disciples, makes sense though. He had been already sorely tempted in the desert by the adversary, the tempter, and the temptations were persistent, but he deflected them powerfully. Then time and time again he had to shrug off the all too subtle temptations to sell out or take the easy path. If the easy path was not so attractive, and if the hard path was not so shocking and awful, there would have been no problem. But the right way was something no one would be happy to follow unless it was necessary. And the easy path was so reassuring. Jesus had time and time again fended off the adversary's temptations. Jesus had time and time had to say no when he was tempted to give them bread Give them material things that they desire, and then they'll follow you. Give them sensations, give them wonders, and then they'll follow you. Never challenge anyone. Give them what they ask without questioning, without moving them forward, and then they'll follow you. Compromise with the world, reduce your standards, sell out, and then they'll follow you. And now, here is his friend, his devoted disciple, his rock, Peter, saying similar things. No wonder Jesus shot back that retort like an arrow shot from a bow. Jesus had been fending off these obstacles to his true mission over and over again throughout his ministry, and this would not be the last time. Jesus is saying to Peter and to each one of us, OK, you know I'm the Messiah, the Christ, the Chosen One, the Son of God. Fine. That's only the beginning. Now you must listen and learn from me about what the true meaning of the Messiah really is. Peter and the disciples would have grown up with a very different image of the meaning of the Messiah or the Christ. To them, it was a king, a warrior, in the mould of King David, who would come with revolution and power and cast down the regimes of control. And then they would rule the chosen people in a kingdom on earth better than the days of Solomon. 
God's kingdom on earth. Jesus had to teach them to let go of that. He is the Messiah, but a Messiah nothing like they had expected. Even though his gentle, peaceful king, this suffering servant, actually can be found in the ancient scriptures, but the expectation was overwhelming of a, of a warrior king, and that had long drowned out this gentler message that was to be found in the Old Testament. Jesus' kingdom is not of this world, he tells us. His power is the cross. His sword is only his word. His weapon is love and persuasion, inclusion, mercy and justice. It's interesting though, our Lord does not speak to Peter the same way he dismissed Satan in the desert. There's a big difference here. In the desert, Jesus said to Satan, the adversary, Be gone, depart from me. The adversary would never follow God. His pride is too overwhelming. But to Peter, he says, Be gone, adversary, get behind me. It's two separate ideas, two different things. To the adversary, he says, Be gone from me. But to his trustworthy, loyal Peter, he says, Get back behind me. Follow me. Learn from me. Don't try to lead me. Don't tell me how to do this. Become my follower again. Learn the ways of the Messiah from the Messiah and not from your own preconceptions. And of course, Peter, being loyal, does this. He obeys. He's gotten out of his place and tried to drag Jesus into a false vision of his mission. But Jesus would have none of that. Peter was a quick learner. After this stinging rebuke, he quickly gets back to following Jesus, walking behind him, not in front of him, not as an adversary or an obstacle, and that's very important for all of us. So often we might do something for a good motive, but sometimes the motive might be misguided. St. Peter meant well. He pulled Jesus aside and said to him, out of the sincerest concern and affection for his master, No way! His Lord and Master, the Messiah, simply cannot be permitted to go off and be executed in Jerusalem. This must not happen. Peter loved and respected his Master and wanted to protect him and preserve his life. He was trying to be a good friend, but he unwittingly was an obstacle to Jesus because Peter did not understand that Jesus' whole mission was to sacrifice his life for the salvation of all. It was necessary that our Lord must go to Jerusalem and be handed over and crucified. If anything actually must not happen, it is that no one must be allowed to try and stop our Lord or become any kind of obstacle in his road to Calvary. Not even Peter or any of his disciples. Anyone who promotes an easy way out or watering down of his gospel message will be nothing but a stumbling block to be gotten around. I find it very interesting to always keep in mind that good intentions are not the be-all and end-all of everything. Sometimes meaning well can end up actually defeating the purpose for what we're here. Any overly helpful disciple can fall into St. Peter's trap of thinking they're helping when in fact they're not listening and learning from God's ways, which, as we're told many times, are not like the thinking of humans, are not like the ways of this world. We have a task from our Lord to try and comprehend his mission as fully as we can. The overly helpful end up doing the exact opposite of what God is actually trying to achieve, despite meaning well 
it's nevertheless misguided. To prevent this mistake, it is urgent that we take regular time to read the scriptures, particularly the Gospels and the New Testament letters, and deepen our spiritual and scriptural reading. And also, these readings we hear each weekend, they're so rich and full of meaning. It would be really wonderful if we could read over the coming weekend's readings at least once or even twice during the preceding week. And perhaps just prior to coming to Mass, even read the text reflectively again prior to hearing it proclaimed at Mass, to ever deepen our hearing and perceiving of this wonderful message and challenge of God's Word. Jesus puts the icing on the cake at the end of the Gospel. Anyone who wants to follow me must deny themselves. Jesus knows that human pride, human ego, is an enormous obstacle to his mission. Jesus wants to teach and guide his followers into a mindset that leaves behind ego, that lets go of pride and self-interest. If we are always true to Jesus' message, that we must accept the heavy but liberating truth, that this is not about me, this is not about my needs, this is about the good news, this is about what's best for others and for all, my comfort, my needs, my pride, me, 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 it all must be left behind so that we can follow where Jesus leads us and respond generously and compassionate to what happens. This weekend's Gospel demands of us deep and regular prayer, contemplation and reflection so that we can be a rock and not a stumbling block and so that we can not only mean well but do well and achieve well when we act according to the Lord's vision. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Jesus commands us to take up our cross and follow him. In that spirit we now pray. For all people, that we may come to understand that it is better to give than to receive. Lord, hear us. For the citizens of our nation, that God's love may move us to do whatever we can to right the wrongs people suffer. Lord, hear us. For those who suffer persecution throughout the world, that, like Jeremiah the prophet, they may come to know the Lord's presence and help. Lord, hear us. For our Eucharistic community, that like St. Paul, we may offer our lives as a holy sacrifice, truly pleasing to God. Lord, hear us. And for all who are suffering in body, mind or spirit, and for those who care for them, that the Lord will touch their lives with healing, strength and peace. 
Lord, hear us. For those who carried the cross in this world, that the fruits of their labours may be rewarded now with eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Almighty and ever-living God, we ask you to hear us and help us to be true followers of Christ, who is Lord for ever and ever. Amen. May this sacred offering, O Lord, confer on us always the blessing of salvation, that what it celebrates in mystery it may accomplish in power, through Christ our Lord. Amen. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For we know it belongs to your boundless glory, that you came to the aid of mortal beings with your divinity, and even fashioned for us a remedy out of mortality itself, that the cause of our downfall might become the means of our salvation through Christ our Lord. Through him the hosts of angels adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. How great is the goodness, Lord, that you keep for those who fear you. Let us pray. Renewed by this bread from the heavenly table, we beseech you, Lord, that being the food of charity, it may confirm our hearts and stir us to serve you in our neighbour. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts used in this program are for the purposes of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. 
Prayers and Chants, taken from the English translation of the Roman Missal, edition 3, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy, ICEL. Scriptures are from the New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989, by the National Council of Churches of Christ in the United States. Adaptations to conform with Catholic liturgical norms, copyright 2009, by the National Council of Churches of Christ, United States. Psalm Tones, the melody line for the Psalms, by Howard Hughes, SM, copyright 1992, ICEL. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn, words based on 1 Corinthians 13, 11-13, set to original music by Paul W. Kelly, copyright 1996 and 2016. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. Contact us at paulwkelly68 at gmail.com. May God bless and keep you.